Hello and welcome to Wellness Matters. I am Heather Crocio and this is a place where we discuss all things wellness, basically mind, body, and spirit. When we work on all three of these things, that's what creates wholeness. My intention for this podcast is to help you get curious. We are always a work in progress. Getting curious is the first step. So come on and have a listen. Hi, everyone. Welcome back for another episode of Wellness Matters. Today, I'm going to be doing a solo podcast. I'm going to be talking about the fact that we have to die over and over again in order to live. And I know that that might seem like a harsh statement, but it's actually kind of beautiful. And I'm going to explain why. So when I first started getting into a lot of like the spiritual work that I'm into now, I came across tarot. And I remember having somebody do lots of different tarot readings on me. And if I ever got the death card, I literally felt like, oh my gosh, what does that mean? Am I going to die? Is somebody close to me going to die? What is going on? And the woman explained to me that it doesn't really mean the death of a life. When you get the death card in tarot, it more means what is something in your life that needs to die so you can be reborn again? And so after I really started sitting with that idea and thinking about that new way of thinking about death and being reborn, I actually love it so much. So now if I pull cards for myself and I get the death card, I then think to myself, what is it that is kind of looming around me right now or inside of me that needs to be moved out so I can then replace it with something that's better for me. So it's really just a way to do like a deep dive into what's going on with you internally. The reason why I decided to do this solo podcast was because I had such a great and deep conversation with a close friend of mine. The last two weekends, we got together and we did some really amazing work together. She came to me and asked if we could do some kind of like a, a ceremony, like a cord cutting ceremony where she wanted to remove some old trauma type stuff from her. But really it was more like calling back parts of her energy that she felt that she still had stuck in different like ages of her life. So it was a very beautiful ceremony that we did together. And then obviously we have since talked about it a few times to see, you know, how she's feeling and how things are going. And in that conversation, we talked again the following week after that. And we were just talking about really the idea of being raw and vulnerable in front of people so they know that they're not the only ones going through hardships. And by that, I mean, we really got deep in the idea of the fact that we are all walking around with hurt going on inside of us. It's just we all had different scenarios that happened that caused that hurt. So basically what we're saying is we all have like these, these inner child wounds 
that are still in all of us, but we all grew up in different households and had different experiences, but the hurt still feels the same. So even though we all have different stories, the hurt at the end of the day just feels the same. It could be shame. It could be guilt. It could be feelings of unworthiness. They all just cut right to the core of us. And I feel like we all are walking around with those wounds and those wounds are what dictate how we conduct our our days after. So what we were kind of talking about was the fact that our minds aren't linear. So if something happened when you were eight and it was never resolved, which happens to all of us because we're so young, we don't actually know how to process the feelings at that age. And so things get kind of like stuck there. And so the brain still, there's a part of the brain that still thinks you're there. And so we talked about how we're all kind of walking around with all these different wounds going on inside of us, but the hurt again still feels the same. And how do you conduct yourself after that? So I have done a lot of like research and and digging into childhood wounds and reparenting yourself in the way that you actually needed at that time. So that means like going inward and whatever kind of triggers you are faced with that this particular day right now, you kind of have to go back inside and maybe close your eyes, put your hand on your heart and feel yourself back at an age where something traumatic may have happened and reparent that part of you. And I could get somebody on here on the podcast that could probably explain it a little bit better. But um, until then, this is kind of what I have found where you find your inner child that was wounded and you reparent that child. You say things literally to your that part of you and say, hey, little Heather, I realize that you are feeling alone and sad. You don't need to feel that way anymore because I'm with you now. I'm actually 43 and we are not seven. We are not still stuck in that you know, traumatic time or eight, whatever it is. And literally visualize yourself picking yourself up, your childhood self, and put her in your lap and hug her and kiss her and tell her you're here for her and things are going to be different from here on out. And the more you start dealing with that inner child wound, the more the the grip that those triggers have on you start to dissipate. I've actually know this to be true because I've felt that in myself. So this is what has prompted me to do this solo podcast was the fact that, you know, my friend and I got together, we did some powerful work together, we felt the changes, and I felt very moved to explain that even though something happened, say, 20 years ago, if it wasn't properly dealt with and processed, you're still, your brain is still going to think, if a situation similar pops up or one little trigger happens, your brain's going to go, whoop, we can't go back there. Nope, I'm going to protect you. And that's sometimes when you start to become irrational. You don't even understand why you got so upset in the moment that you were upset. It's because part of you still thinks it's back at that traumatic time of when you were a child. 
So if you're not dealing with it, it's still affecting you today in various ways that you might not even know is happening. So start to really pay attention to what your triggers are and why. I was just listening to a podcast the other day that I thought was, this was such a great idea. Sit down with a pad of paper and start scrolling through social media. I can almost guarantee you there's going to be something triggering that shows up in your feed somewhere along the way. The second you start to feel something inside your body that feels like resistance or or clenching or tightening, that's a trigger. Write it down and just keep writing whatever triggers that you're feeling like maybe somebody has the body type that you want to have and that's triggering and you saw a picture. Or maybe somebody is seemingly so much farther ahead in their career than you are. Write that down. And you just write a list of things that were triggering for as long as you want. In fact, you can actually carry your pad of paper around with you and do it all day long if you have the chance. And later, when you are going to be alone, journal on some of those triggers literally just start journaling. Why is it that seeing that picture made me feel this way? And let your hand start doing the work for you because you will get to the bottom of some things. And while you're doing that, I have also found you're going to start to remember thoughts and feelings and memories from years ago. And I feel like those are the first outer layers that you need to be dealing with first. So maybe you're like, oh my God, this, there's one big traumatic thing that happened in my childhood, but other things are, are surfacing. Think of it as that onion and you're just like peeling it before you get to that one really big whopper of a <laughs> traumatic experience that you remember. Because that's the thing that your brain is allowing you to remember, but I'm sure that there's tons that you don't actually remember. And so anyway, Things are going to start to come flooding up and sit with those and figure out where they're coming from. And again, do the visualization where you close your eyes and you let your childhood self sit on your lap or take them somewhere that you love to go to when you were a child. Sometimes we had um, a cottage on a lake when I was a kid and there was a creek right next door to where our house was. And I used to play in there every single day that we were there. I was catching crayfish and salamanders and you name it. I was catching it. And there was something just so perfect about that place in my childhood that I, when I do this kind of work, I bring my childhood self right back to that creek. And I've actually like envisioned a little swing set right next to it. And I push the little Heather in the swing and I just constantly am reassuring her that I am not going to allow any more of those feelings from childhood to happen again now. So I just have to, you just constantly are reassuring of the safety. And when you're doing the work too, it's just so important to literally feel compassion. Think of what it would be like now, you looking at your childhood self, of course, wouldn't you feel like you want to hug them and squeeze them and tell them how much you love them? 
if you saw them right now and you saw that they were just so sad and lonely, give that child self all the love and attention that it was craving at that time. And wonderful things, I promise, will start to unfold. The other thing that sounds kind of cliche, but just shows up over and over again in my life is the fact that with doing this type of work, it's hard. It's, it's scary at first. It's emotional. But the medicine that you are seeking is on the other side of that hard work that you are doing. So one of the things that I've really been leaning into is, I heard it somewhere, I don't know where, but if you are feeling lonely in your life right now, if you are feeling like you want to bring in more community, you have to do the opposite and lean into loneliness and really get to know the loneliness and, and, and not give it the power. If you want to bring in more joy, you kind of have to lean into the sadness. That's why it's so ironic to deal with these types of emotions and feelings because we tend to run and hide from those heavier things, but the medicine is on the opposite side of that. So if you want to feel successful, you got to lean into not doing so much. And that feels so weird to not, but the more you realize that they're just emotions and a feeling that it's not as scary as we actually think it is, the free feeling afterward is what comes next. It's the medicine on the other side. Here is my last piece of advice. And it is for the love, do not do all this work. Do not do all this inner work and figuring out who you are and what that means without doing the new updates. And by that, I mean, don't just do all the work and not let it change you either. Don't figure out your patterns and why you do the things that you're doing and start to release the traumatic energy and emotions that you may have been harboring for years and years and not change the stories too and not upgrade to the new you. It is so important to realize that you did all that work because you're trying to die and be reborn again into something better, into something new. So start rewiring those stories that were holding you back. And once you realize why and where those stories stem from, let them change you into the new version of who you are meant to be. I truly feel like in this lifetime, we are here to experience hard things so that way we can be reborn after we learn the lessons. So don't just learn the lesson and go back to your old way of thinking. That's not getting you anywhere. Go through the lessons, learn the lessons, release them, and let that change your limiting beliefs into something 
that is actually benefiting you. Like I said before, this work is not easy. I learn new stuff every single day and I think, wow, can't wait to try that. And then it's like, what? that's that's a lot of work or that's hard or I have to really stay on top of that. But the reason why I am doing that is so that I can keep morphing and molding into the person that I know that I'm capable of being. I cannot believe the difference in who I am just in terms of doing podcasting. Three years ago, I was terrified to sit up here by myself and talk into a microphone. Now I can't say that it's the easiest thing to do. However, I'm not afraid anymore. And I always know that it's going to work out best case scenario. That's just how I think now. Everything is working out best case scenario. Even if it doesn't look like it is, then that's another lesson. Once I learn that lesson, then I'm going to go on to something else. So hopefully this was helpful in any way for you to realize that you're not alone. Whatever pain that you are suffering through, I guarantee you the person in the next room is suffering something very similar. Maybe they just don't talk about it. Maybe you don't talk about it. But we're all suffering. We all have gone through shit. But it's up to you to make sure that you don't stay in that. No one's going to come and save you. No one's going to come and save me unless it's me. With that, I am going to sign off and... I hope I gave you some food for thought. Hopefully you feel a little bit better about the concept of dying to be reborn. And it sounds like a new adventure maybe that you can take and embark on. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next time.